God bless you, Pastor Steve. Thank you so much for everything, even for this opportunity to minister um, to all of us. Amen. And I believe that God is speaking to us this morning and he will continue to speak to us. I enjoyed Sunday school this morning. It was so powerful. Worship was so powerful this morning. And wherever you are, before I start, I just want you, every single person, to just say, I am loved by God. Amen. I am loved by God. I am perfect in God. And I can hear from God. Amen. So this morning, uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue we're gonna continue uh, hearing God's voice. Amen. Hearing God's voice. Um, and today, the voice of God. Amen. So we're gonna continue the voice of God, and today specifically, we're gonna go into discerning. God's voice. So we are in the second half of this year. And my hope and my my prayer, my exhortation, my hope uh, is that we finish this year in the victory of Christ. There's uh, so, you know, God has brought us through so much. All of us can testify of that, but we still have quite a bit to go through. Amen. And that's not to be pessimistic or to be a downer. It, um, it is just realistic. And I want us to take a look at a story of something quite similar to that and how important. And in this story, we're going to look at how important it is to listen to the voice of God and obey his voice. Okay. I want us to look. It's Joshua chapter six. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. Joshua 6, that's in the Old Testament. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. And it reads this way. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand its king, and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go up, you shall go all around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Amen. These are the instructions that God was giving and was speaking to Joshua about. The people of Israel had come up to a point. They had come out of the desert. They're coming into the promised land, and there is... A battle that they have to take care of. And so God is giving Joshua instructions on how they are going to win the battle. As we're going into the second half of the year, we need God's instructions. 
Amen. For every single battle, every single difficulty, every single circumstance that might come our way or that is in our way right now, we're going to need to hear God's voice. And I want us to take courage in that because if you see some of the tactics God gave, all he, there, there isn't too much work here. I mean, if you visualize this, right, it's a, uh, the city, the walls of a city. The walls of our city are meant to protect that city. And these walls are thick walls. They're made of stone and cement. They're heavy walls. The Israelites were not equipped to break down this wall themselves. I want you to look at this picture very well. They didn't have fancy uh, blow torches or fancy tools that they were going to be able to break down and go over this wall. But God had specific instructions for them. And the result is in verses 20 to 21. It says, so the people shouted, which means that they followed through to what God had said. When the priest blew a trumpet and it happened, when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout, they were praising the Lord, that the wall fell down flat. The wall came down, something so hard, something so difficult fell down because they listened to God's instructions. And as they were praising the Lord, the impossibility came crashing down. Our encur- my encouragement to us this morning as we go into this is that when we have God's instructions and we listen to his voice, we will have success. And no matter how difficult what's before us is, we will have victory if we follow Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you and I give you praise, O Lord God, for your word. For your word is mighty, Lord God. Your word is powerful, O Lord. May we heed you this morning. Speak to us, Lord God, through this sermon, Lord God. Use me as your vessel, O Lord. Use my voice. May your Holy Spirit take complete control of today's service, Lord God, and of this word. Let it go out forth with your power, Lord God. Let it go out forth, Oh, Lord God, with your healing, with your inspiration, with your encouragement, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so the voice of God. Let's look at four aspects. We're gonna, I'm going to do four, and I hope I can get through all four. And um, the four aspects that we're going to look at is going to help us discern his voice, right? To help us tell the difference if between God's voice and our voice, or maybe our family's voices, or our friends' voices, or whatever else is going on um, in your life that just speaking to you, and all you want to hear is God. So here are the four. The first one is our prayer and worship time with God. Our prayer and worship time with God. The second one is God's voice aligns with the Bible or with the Word of God. The third one is God's voice brings peace. And the last one is God will confirm his voice when we need it. God will confirm his voice when we need it. 
So let's look at the first one, prayer time and worship. And as you know, this is going to be teaching style this morning. It's a teaching style. So uh, the first one is prayer and worship. So we've done we've done prayer. We've understood what prayer is. So I'm not going to reiterate that all over again. But some of the highlights that I want to point out here when it comes to prayer is that prayer opens up the communication lines between us and God. It's like picking up the phone, right? You want to call your friend. You got to pick up the phone and dial the number. Your friend isn't just going to appear all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, this uh, uh, Another point is allow us to become, it allows us to become familiar with who he is. And it invites God into our lives. God is not going to force himself into us or interject himself in our lives. The truth is there's an open, God has an open invitation, an open call to anyone who will hear him and respond to his voice. So for this, we're going to look at a story in the Old Testament. We're going to look at the prophet Samuel. Okay. And you're going to see some of the things here uh, that maybe you can relate to. And that's my hope that as you relate to them, God speaks to you. Okay, so 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting at verse 1, and we're going to go to verse 9. I'm going to read it kind of quickly. I hope you guys have your Bible open so you can follow and see it for yourself. But it goes like this. It says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, Eli said, I did not call you lie down again. And he went to lie down again. Then the Lord called yet again and said, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. He answered, I did not call you. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and he said, here I am for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, speak Lord for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lie down in his place. Amen. So some of the things I want us to look at this story, right? I'm going to highlight them. The first one is, it says, The word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no widespread revelation. The reason that there was no word of the Lord, we can say like, we, we can't hear his voice. We can relate that to, we can't hear his voice. We don't have revelation of the word that we're reading. You know, there's no inspiration. There's no uh, rema word. It's, it's not speaking because God is not speaking. And in those days, the reason that there, this was happening was because the people had become very 
stubborn, and obstinate in their ways. So they could not hear God's voice. This is sometimes what happens to us when we become obstinate or become stubborn to moving with God when God speaks. This is why I'm using this as part of prayer. Okay, because when when we are praying, we are basically saying, God, I want you to hear my heart and I will also hear your heart. We open ourselves or we're humbling ourselves before God and opening up the lines of communication. A stubborn heart won't pray. An obstinate, a hard heart is not going to pray. So the less stubborn that we come to the Lord, the more we will hear his voice in prayer. The next thing I want us to point out in this story It says that Samuel did not know the Lord. Now, I find this quite interesting because the scripture also says that he served the Lord. So it is possible for us to be doing for God and still not hearing his voice. And this is not a good thing. It's not a good place to be. But you see, thankfully, the thing with Samuel, and if, if you read that, peace carefully. Samuel was actually quite a humble person and very obedient. Because if you see the story, Samuel thought Eli was calling and he would run quickly. He didn't hesitate. Every single time he thought that his his teacher was calling him, his master was calling, he would just get up, run quickly, said, I'm here, I'm here. Because he was obedient. He was willing to help. He was humble. He wanted to help his master. He wanted to be there for him. And he did this three times. You see that about Samuel. And I believe that this is why God specifically spoke to Samuel. Lord saw Samuel's heart. He was humble and he was obedient. The next thing I want us to see here when we come to God in prayer um, is that we have teachers and we have pastors and we have evangelists and we have prophets and we have people around us in church for a reason. Okay, it says, uh, says, then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Eli was Samuel's teacher. Eli taught him how to serve before the altar of God and how to minister to the Lord. So it was only right that he would teach him how to hear God's voice, to help him discern that voice. So it's good when we listen to preaching and we listen to sermons and we incline ourselves, incline our hearts to want to learn. Amen. So uh, so let's look at the next thing we're going to look at is Eli's instructions, because I think that they are powerful. Eli gave Samuel these instructions, right? He said, go lie down. When we are seeking to hear God's voice in prayer, we have to make space and time to hear from God. If we're not quieting ourselves before the Lord, we can't hear his. Remember last week we talked about that God's voice is a small 
still voice. It's not, you know, when he speaks to us, he's not being thunderous. It's not in the, we talked about, it's not in the fire. It's not in the wind. It's not in the, in the storm. It's still. So we have to still ourselves before the Lord and quiet ourselves. So we need to make space for that. So the next instruction that Eli gives is he says, if he calls you. What I get from that is that we expect for God to speak, right? But we don't assume that every voice we hear is the Lord's, right? We expect him to speak, but we don't assume that every voice is God's because that's going to be a mistake. And we're going to get into a little bit more of how to tell the difference. But these pointers are going to be key. The next thing, the next uh, instruction, he says to say, speak, Lord. That is our response to God's voice. When we hear God's voice, our response is important. Because when we respond to, you know, the scripture says to let our yeses be yeses and our noes to be noes. When we say yes to the Lord, God sees that humility. And when he sees humility, he'll entrust you with more. and He'll want to chat with you more. That's God. God is a loving father and he is not going to force himself on anybody. If you want to talk to him and you listen, he will tell you more. Amen. Because that's just who he is. Um, the last one, it says, for your servant hears. That means ears are open. We're humble. We're willing to hear what God has to say. Amen. So that's the story of Samuel and Eli. And as you can see, it's important that uh, you you take you just take notes of, of this and uh, know that God wants to speak to every person. Even if, even if you have been in a place where you've been stubborn, if you just incline your ear and say, God, X, Y, Z, he will speak to you. Amen. So the next one here is worship. Worship. Why is worship important, right? This is still point number one. Um, because worship is adoring God. It's just opening yourself up and saying, God, you're, you're great. I'm worshiping you. I bow down to you. You are my God. You are the Lord of my Lords. You are my big boss. You are for me. It lets God know where your appreciation is. Let me, let me just give this small example before I go to the next point. If someone does just a favor, right? You ask a friend for a favor or someone for a favor at work, whatever, to do something and they do it for you. Are you not going to say thank you? If you don't say thank you, you think that person is going to be kind to you again? Now, God is not necessarily like that. But my point is, if we can say thank you to a human being, we can surely bring our appreciation to the Lord. Now, the reason worship is important is because when we worship, our, we connect with God in a special way. And we become familiar with his presence. With God's presence. Now, if you remember from Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were familiar with God's presence 
And that's the first thing they felt before they heard God's voice. Before they heard God's voice, they heard his presence come in. And then God was speaking. Right? So I want you to take note of that. That's why worship is important. Um, And it helps us to become familiar with his presence. Um, I could throw this scripture in there for you. John 4, 23. It says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. God loves to be worshiped. Okay. And it just helps us um, in our time with him and become familiar with his presence. Okay. The next one, number two, number two is when God speaks, it aligns with the scripture. God's voice will always line up with his character. It will always be ethical. It will always be moral. It will always be biblical. Okay. He will never tell us to do something that goes against his own word. Um. And that is why we constantly tell and teach that it's important to know the word of God, to study the scripture, to become familiar with the scripture, right? Because when we become familiar with the scripture, it'll help us discern God's voice because God will not go against his own word. And I have two scriptures to support that. The first one is Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God, and Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and as the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. When God speaks... It is for our betterment. It is to help us. It's to improve us. He always tells us that we go from glory to glory. We go from deep waters into deeper waters. It's always going to be a maturing process, a growing process. So God's word will never go against that. Okay, discerner of, I'm just going to pick out some of these things. The discerner of thoughts and intents means that he, it will help us discern the difference between like our emotion and what God is saying. It'll help us tell the difference between pure things and the impure things, between the godly and the ungodly. The second scripture I'm going to um, put out here is 2 Timothy 2, 11 to 13. It says, this is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. God will never deny who he is. He will never deny his word. God will always be God and his word doesn't change. 
what he said 2,000 years ago is the same thing he's going to tell us today. And so when we hear God's voice, it will line up and it, and it will uh, stand up to the test of time. Okay, it won't change. It's stable. The voice of God is stable and he cannot deny himself. Um, I wanted to give a, a, an account here. This is actually a true account, all right, um, about hearing God's voice. You know, I told you that we would always teach you that, oh, you know, you have to read the Bible and you have to study the God's word and we'll teach you on, on all these things. And if you're, if you need counsel, if you need, if you have a question about something or you're, something is troubling you, we're there for you. We pray for you and everything, right? So this is a true account um, of a pastor who is actually, actually he's a mega pastor, okay? He has a big church. And um, his church members, if they come to him for counsel, he will send them to go fast and pray. He won't say anything to them. He'll say, go fast and pray. If they come back and say, Pastor, I, um, I'm still, you know, I'm still in this trouble. I need, I need advice. He will say, go and fast for three days, three more days, fast and pray for three more days. If the person comes back and says they're still having the trouble, he will say, go and fast for seven days. Most people will not come back to him after that and say that they haven't resolved the issue or gotten to hear God's voice. Because this pastor knows and believes that every single person can hear for God themselves. Amen. So, you know, to, to the point of um, that if we, if we have time for him and we break away from our everyday things, we can hear from God's voice. Amen. Okay, let's go into the third one. The third one is the voice of God brings peace. The voice of God brings peace. And there's going to be two scriptures we're going to look at. this as well. The first one is a John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you. It's John 14, John chapter 13, verse 27. It says, the peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The peace of God is important because 
you want to go after it. When, we, when God speaks to us, he will not add any trouble to it. As you can see from these scriptures, if our mind is stayed on him and he brings us peace, why would his voice trouble us? Right? I have heard too many stories of people having dreams or they heard, they think they heard God's voice, but they don't have any peace. Double guess those moments that you might have. If you think that you're hearing God's voice, but it's troubling you on the inside, that's a sign that you need to pray more about it. Don't just take it. Because when God speaks, I've had it so many times, it comes with this full assurance, with his presence of I'm here with you and I will take you through. I'm not just giving you instructions just to give them to you. My power is also there with you. So in the book of John, um, when the one we read, John 14, this is actually Jesus speaking. Jesus says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Jesus won't lie or deny himself. You know, and there is a difference between when we hear, think, you know, we, we think we're hearing God's voice, but what he's asking perhaps is difficult to do. We can have those moments where we hear God's voice and we're like, man, that's hard, God. I don't know how I'm going to do that. That is different. It's, it, there's peace there, but we're just having difficulty in our response. And we can be honest to God about those moments. But there's a difference. You know, it's like uh, maybe God is telling you, oh, I want you to speak to this so-and-so person about me, about Jesus. And I want you to testify about what I have done in your life. You might have some difficulty in doing that. But that's not a troubling voice. There's a difference. You know, the what we need to understand is when God gives us those types of guidance and instructions, his power is there with us to carry them out. Amen. Look at like, like the story read in Joshua. When they obeyed is when they saw God do the miracle. God works with us, but we have to follow his instructions. And he will always give us the full assurance that he is with us, he's not going to forsake us, and that he loves us. His voice is full of love. In the second scripture in Isaiah, he says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. When we hear his voice, it brings peace to our mind because it's him. Not only... um that he will do it, but that he brings peace with it. Amen. So whatever it is that you're facing today, hear his voice. Allow, allow the instructions to help you break down any impossibility. And when you heed, you will see God's power. Amen. That's the encouragement I want you to take. Without Maybe you don't feel well equipped. Maybe you feel like you don't have it all. You're not perfect. And the truth is that we're not. But when he speaks, 
he also gives power. His power is there. Amen. And the last one we're going to do with the few minutes that we have left is that God can confirm his word if you need him to. Judges chapter 6. For this, we're going to look at Gideon really quick. It says, So Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, Look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is a dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so when he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. Gideon, I hope you take encouragement from this. Gideon was actually a judge. He was a military leader and prophet back in the Old Testament, and God had appointed him. The thing with Gideon, I'm going to give you a short background, was that um, Gideon actually did not believe that God could call somebody like him because he was poor. He came from one of the poorer families in Israel. His uh, family was considered very weak. And he himself was very shy and timid. But God called him to be a mighty man. You know, even this morning when uh, we were doing uh, the Sunday school, it's amazing how God calls things that we don't see. And that's how God is. He, God considered him a mighty man. He was truly a mighty man of valor. Such a shy, he thought himself small and weak without proper equipment, but God calls him. And so as Gideon is hearing the voice of God, he was having difficulty. So he asked God for a confirmation. My point here is that we can ask God for confirmation to what we are hearing because we want to make sure. The caution I will tell us is that that sometimes it can go wrong for believers is that don't actually put out a fleece. Okay, I've had this, I have I've can tell you funny stories of people putting out things in Bible school out on the lawn of the school because they're testing God. You might just end up with a wet blanket. Okay, this is not God's point to this story. God's point is that he will meet you where you are. Wherever you are, he will be right there with you. He is there as a loving father to guide and lead. And if you need confirmation, he will give it to you. Amen. And we're going to close here. Remember that your God is a loving father. He's a friend. He's your great shepherd. And he will take you through your stages of life, no matter what you're needing right now, whatever this, the rest of this year awaits for us, God will guide you if we incline ourselves to him and obey him. Let's pray. And I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Steve.
Lord God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you open up our spiritual ears, Lord God, that we would hear your voice, O Lord. The places where we are stubborn, Lord God, where we are hard to listen to you, Lord, forgive us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Cleanse us, O Lord. We want to hear your voice. May it not be rare in our ears, Lord God. May we become familiar with who you are. May you give us discernment. Pray for discernment this morning that God will give you discernment between his voice and all others. Lord, let it divide. Let your word divide it, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. May we hear your still small voice and be humble enough to obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Over to you, Pastor Steve.